Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Philippians chapter 3, I want to read just a couple verses, and then I want to uh, kind of unpack a little bit, talk about a little bit, and preach about it, and uh, then we're just going to celebrate and praise God together. Amen? See Apostle Paul, he's writing to a church in Philippi, and I just want to read a couple verses, beginning in verse 10, we also got it up on the screen, it says this, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings because like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead Paul is saying I want to know Jesus I want to know everything about anybody want to know Jesus in 2017 you sound strong there that was awesome I like that verse 12 not that I have already obtained all this or that I've already arrived at my goal but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Somebody shout one thing. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Somebody needs to shout amen. Come on. Out of those few verses, I want to preach a message. And if you're writing notes, I want you to write down the title. It is called Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. A little Friday Night Lights uh, reference there. But Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. I want you to write down some notes, and hopefully this can help you. January 1st, 2017. Why don't we close our eyes, bow our heads, ask God to bless this time. Ask the Holy Spirit to move, and then we'll begin. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for another year. We thank you, God, for new mercies and new grace. It is 2017, God. We're thankful. We are blessed to have made it to this year, God. And thank you that we still have air in our lungs. Thank you that we are still alive. Thank you that we still are witnesses of your grace and your goodness, God. You are so good to us, God. We pray that you would bless our lives, you would bless our families, you would bless and crown this year with your goodness and your favor, God. God, we thank you for everything you did in 2016. God, the good and the bad, because you turned it all around for good for those who love you, God. We pray, God, that you would help us keep our eyes on you in 2017. God, and uh, maybe this is the year of miracles and the Dolphins make it to the Super Bowl as well. Help them, Jesus. In your name we pray. All God's people say. Come on, 11 a.m. All God's people say. Amen. 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 Hey, I like that. Amen. All right, that was a good amen. Amor, I love you. And uh, so uh, uh, over the break, I don't know what you did over the break, but uh, a couple days ago, uh, me and my wife and uh, Ricky, our friend, we, we, we had upgrades to our phones. Anybody like when you get an upgrade? Anybody like upgrades? Come on. Anybody like upgrades? Come on. Like, like, for example, you ever been upgraded to a brand new car? You like upgrades? Come on. Some of you, you broke up with your ex and you're like, I upgraded on a new person. That's not the upgrade I'm talking about. But, but we got upgrades on our phones. We had the old iPhones and uh, we, we were available for an upgrade where you don't have to pay anything. It's an awesome, awesome plan. And you get to upgrade. So we went to upgrade and uh, I decided to go with the regular iPhone 7, the regular one, the small one, because I'm humble like that. God bless you. Uh, but... <laughs> 
But, but my wife and Ricky decided to go with the, the, the one that looks like a microwave. I mean, this thing is huge. Anybody know what's talk? There you go. They're all over the place. And uh, it, it, is, it looks like an iPad, and you're talking on an iPad. It looks like a TV. And they decided to go for the 7 Plus. Anybody got the 7 Plus? Come on. Are there any 7 Pluses in the house? Got a lot of 7 Pluses in the house. Okay, those things are huge. They're ginormous. And uh, I'm like, that's too big. It doesn't even fit in your pocket. I don't like that. I'm going to go with the 7, the regular one. And they're like, no, we want to upgrade to the 7 Plus. Now, as soon as we walk out of the store and uh, we're on our way out, um, uh, they discover that the iPhone 7 Plus doesn't just have one camera, it has two cameras. Two cameras, yeah. When you upgrade to the 7 Plus, you get two cameras, Louis, if you don't know. Two cameras. And what, it, 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 you still only get one picture, but because of the two cameras, it has this thing now called the death effect. Okay? Let me explain that to you. I, I just learned about this, but I would like to explain it to you. Um, what that... <laughs> What that means is you can take a picture of a subject and the second camera makes the background blurry so all you see is the main subject. Very cool effect. And of course, both of them were already enjoying the phone. By the way, my, phone, my wife actually doesn't get the phone yet. She gets it on Tuesday. <laughs> but um, Ricky, it's coming, boo. It's coming, boo. I got you. That was your birthday. Christmas gift all in one. Love you. But, but Ricky was already having fun with the phone and... Uh, and we decided to go eat afterwards, and he's sitting at the restaurant already taking pictures of everything you can imagine, trying to blur out everything you can, doing the death effect on everything. I mean, look at that. It blurs out. He took pictures of me, took pictures of his soda, took pictures of chicken wings, took pictures of everything you can imagine. And, and, and so what it does, it makes the, the object in front that you're taking a picture of, it makes it super clear, super defined, it looks awesome, and the background, it blurs it out. Because sometimes when you take a picture on our regular iPhones, us that are regular humble people, when you take a picture on those phones, the, the background and the main subject is all the same. So sometimes if you take a busy picture, you lose the main subject with what's in the background. And so this new iPhone, the 7 Plus, allows you to make a distinction between the background and the foreground. Uh, that's photography terms, in case you didn't know. I just learned about that, too. <laughs> Starting 2017, right? Yeah. Um, so, so the main subject becomes clearly defined, and you don't even see the background. It plays a trick on your eyes when it blurs it out in the background. I wonder how many of us, we can't see what's in front of us because it's so busy with the background behind us. I wonder what God has in front of our lives, but we are so caught up with everything that we've left behind that we keep looking back at it, that we fail to see the one thing that God has in front of our lives. I think some of us, we need to define the one thing that is in front of it and go after with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Some of us, we need to get rid of the busyness, the noise that is behind us, and define what is that one thing in front of us. Some of us need some death effect. <laughs> death effect. Some of us need to clearly define what is in front of us because life, life can get so full. Life can move so fast. Life, one day is the bills. One day is the rent. The next thing is the marriage. The next thing is the ups and downs. Next thing is work. Next thing you know, you might get laid off. Next thing you know, somebody's sick. Life is moving and there's all these things going on. And you're trying to enjoy 2017, but you still got all these issues from 2016. And when you're trying to clearly look at a picture of the front, what does God want to do in 2017? All you see is a bunch of mess. And you can't clearly define what God has for you. I think in New Year's, all of us enjoy a new year. 
Come on, everybody, last night, mostly everybody, we, we are going crazy. We're celebrating. People are dancing. People are throwing confetti in the air, fireworks. We're celebrating. There's something that the human spirit loves about new starts. Right, like we all love new things. Like you get a new journal. Right now I'm excited about that new journal. You open a brand new journal. Nobody's written on it. It's beautiful. It is brand new, clean pages. You could scribble, graffiti, draw, paint, do whatever you want on a brand new journal. It is brand new. We all love brand new things. Anybody love brand new shoes? Come on. Anybody love brand new shoes? I know a lot of ladies in here, you love it, but I just recently found out guys love it too. I got a friend of mine, he opened up a new pair of shoes, was smelling them the other day and said, ooh, the smell of a brand new pair of shoes. I'm like, well, you need prayer. I'm going to pray for for you. That is sickening. We all love it. Anybody love the smell of a new car? Come on, when you jump into a brand new car. That is good. That's a, that, there's some car washers actually have a smell that you can add to it so you can jump in your 85 Honda Accord and it'll smell like a 2018 one. And uh, we all love new things. How many of you love going to the mall and buying new clothes? Come on, you go home and you put on new clothes. We love it. And they also call it popping tags nowadays. You know, you pop those tags off the clothes, throw it on, you feel fresh for 2017. Some of you are wearing some new things in 2017. You pop some tags. Uh, this is brand new. They gave it to me as a gift for Christmas, but I think I still left the tags. I feel it back there. So I didn't pop tags. I just, <laughs> during service, I need, <laughs> I need to take it off. The tags are still going down my neck. But um, everybody likes new things. And so, anybody like a new week, a new Monday, right? Like, you eat, like, I mean, all weekend you eat whatever you want, and you're like, but Monday is a new day. As if all the calories you consume Sunday night don't count Monday morning. Like, no, 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 it's Monday. Forget what happened yesterday. My body already got rid of it. No, it's all over your body, okay? But we like new starts, and so we like new months, and we like new weeks, and we like new days, and we like new years, because for us, it, it kind of resembles a brand new beginning. It, there's something about it that our human spirit loves new things. And so the brand new year gives us a start to say, you know what, here it is. I'm going to begin again brand new. I want to I begin again. Many of us, we came in here this morning with dreams, with plans, with, with goals, with resolutions that this year we want to do certain things, whether it's lose weight, whether it's go to the gym, whether it's find a boyfriend or girlfriend or get married or whatever we want. We got goals. I want to I increase my pay. I want to get a better job. I mean, you got goals. You got resolutions. We like new things, and so we set it up. But the problem is you can't go into a new year with an old mentality because otherwise it's just a brand new day, but it's still the same old you. In order to have a brand new year and start fresh, you need to start with a new mentality. You need a brand new mind. That's why the book of Romans says, oh, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need to renew your mind if you want to start brand new. So I wonder how many of us, we come into a, a place like this and a service like this, and, and we're celebrating New Year's, but we're still caught up with old things. Still thinking about old situations. Still caught up in old circumstances. I love the book of Philippians. The, the Apostle Paul is one of my favorites. The Apostle Paul, I mean, he, he was I mean, just the greatest, one of the greatest evangelists of all time. Wrote 13 letters out of the ones in the New Testament. I mean, this guy was incredible. Here, he's writing to a church that he started in a city called Philippi. It's a city called Philippi. It's a crazy, busy, big city, and he started a church there. And years later, he's writing a letter to this church in Philippi. Now, you have to understand this. When he's writing to this church, he is actually years later sitting in prison writing to them. He is sitting in a prison cell writing to people sitting in a church. You know what I love about the Apostle Paul? Is that he didn't let his surroundings mess up with what was going on around inside of him. Don't let what's around you block what's in front of you. 
Because here he's talking about pressing on. Here he's talking about stretching forward. Why? Because he was here in a prison cell, but his eyes was on Jesus. His eyes was on the prize. He said, it don't matter what's around me. I'm going to keep my eyes with what's in front of me. It is Christ Jesus and the heavenward call that he has for my life. I wonder how many of us, we get caught up with what's around us that we fail to see what's in front of us. What does God have for you in 2017, but you're still caught up looking around everything that is next to you? He could have cried. He could have been discouraged. He could have been depressed. He could have been sitting in this prison cell talking about, God, you left me. God, you abandoned me. I've been a preacher, and you've left me by myself. You've forgotten about me, yet he's sitting in prison, and he's talking about, I press on. I'll stretch forward. I go on to the heavenly work, heavenly call. He is looking ahead. He's not down or depressed because he's in prison. I wonder if sometimes our situations get to discourage. If you let what's going on around you get inside of you, you're going to fail to see what God has for you. Don't let your situations around you get inside of you. How many times do we look at the situations around us and say, well, I mean, this is just another stumbling block in my path. Oh, my, my marriage might go to divorce. This is just another stumbling block. Oh, now there's a sickness that has come over me. This is just another stumbling block. I, I, I don't get it. I'm trying to serve God. I'm trying to keep my eyes on, on Jesus, Alex. I'm trying to come to church more. I'm trying to get some good community. I'm trying to get in a connect group. But all I see is all these circumstances and situations in my life. There's all these stumbling blocks. Come on, we've all faced stumbling blocks, right? If it's not one thing, it's another thing. Get home and the AC is shut off. It broke down. Anybody hate? It's the worst thing in the world. Sweating all night. Your wife want to cut her. Ain't nobody want to cut her. I'm sweating, girl. <laughs> Stumbling block. You get to your car, your car turns off. Now you need to invest another $700 in your car. Stumbling block. You get to work, they might lay off some people. Stumbling block. All of a sudden, you're preaching the gospel, and you end up in a prison cell. And it's not even a nice prison cell. This was a cave, a dungeon. This is where Paul is. And instead of looking, it, looking at it as a stumbling block, he sees it as a springboard to what God has for him in the future. Can I tell you that we serve a God that turns our stumbling blocks into stepping stones? Come on, that's the God that we serve. You're, come on, God is not letting you down. He's just setting you up. Come on. Stop looking at your situation as a stumbling block and look at it as a stepping stone. God doesn't get let us up. God sets us up. If you're in a tough situation, it's because God is getting ready to bless you. And he's getting ready to bless Paul. Yeah, but Paul's about to die. Yeah, but he says to live is Christ and to die is gain. How many Christians, we say we love Jesus, but the last thing we want to do is die and go see him. <laughs> I love Jesus. I want Jesus. Okay, then you'll die right now, go to heaven and see him. No, not right now, not right now. You actually want to, want to do a lot of things. I love Jesus, but not right now. Paul says, no, no, no. To live is Christ, but to die is gain. I may be in this prison cell, and my flesh and my heart may fail me, but God, he is my portion forever. And he's looking forward. He's saying, whatever I'm in is only a setup for the next thing in my life. And the ultimate thing, he says, is to know Jesus. Uh, he says, no matter what situation I'm in, I'm always winning. As a Christian, even when you lose, you're winning. Come on. There's a very famous theologian called DJ Khaled. He says, all I do is win, 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 no matter what. I want you to know that if you love Jesus, all you do is win no matter what you go through. You may be facing a circumstance that you don't understand. You may be going through a situation that you have no idea what it's about. But God is setting you up to win, win, win no matter what. All we do is win. We can't lose. 
That's why 2017, if you're stuck on the old, I want you to open up your eyes and look at what's in front of you. I'm going to win no matter what. Come what comes in my life, God's got me. Come what comes, I'm going to win. Come what comes, his hand is upon me. Come on, I wish somebody was excited that God is on our side. And if God is with us, who can be against us all the days of our lives? My God is for me. His hand is upon me. I'm blessed no matter what. I'm blessed. No matter what, and Paul says, oh, no, no matter what circumstance I'm in, God is with me, and I'm going to see his hand always on my life. So he talks about knowing Jesus, and then I love it. He says this. He goes, I press forward. He goes, but one thing that I do, forgetting what is behind, forgetting what is behind. If we're going to enter into 2017, if this is going to be a new season, you need a new mentality. You need to renew your mind, but you need to do this. Number one, you need to let go and look forward. You need to let go and look forward. Some of us, we need to write this down today because it's going to help us in 2017. Because you can't grab a hold of what's in front of you if you're still holding on to what's behind you. I'm going to repeat that one more time. You can't get a hold of what's in front of you if you're still holding on to what's behind you. God has so much things for your life. God wants to bless you. God wants to give you the ultimate prize, which is to know Jesus and to be like him and to recognize him. But if we're still holding on to old sins, old habits, old situations, old circumstances, old relationships, dead things, you got to let them go and look forward. What are we holding on to that is holding us back? Maybe you're going into 2017 but still holding on to so many things in 2016. I want to believe for a new year. I want to believe for a brand new season, but I'm holding on to all these old things. What old things are holding you back? Paul had a lot of old things that could have held him back. One of the things that could have held him back was past accomplishments. He, he, was, he was, I mean, he had gone through some incredible things and accomplished a lot of great things. An incredible theologian, an incredible evangelist. I mean, wrote 13 letters that we are holding in our hands today, was an author, a preacher, incredible man of God. If you read a little bit before in chapter 3, you're going to see he lists down everything that he's accomplished. He was well-schooled, scholar, educated, everything you could imagine. But sometimes past greatness can hold us from future greatness. Just because you've accomplished great things in 2016 doesn't mean you should be content and live your life in 2017 like, oh, all the good things are behind me. No, we serve a God that he has great things always in front of us. Maybe you're saying, oh, 2016 was great. I'm okay. Be careful because past greatness can be, create contentment in your life where all of a sudden you're just like complacent and you're like, ah, oh, I'm not really looking forward to anything. God had done so much in his life and he still, he said, forgetting all these things, I look forward to what God has for me. What good things has God done in your life that all you're doing is holding on to those good things and you can't look like, oh, God, there's so much good in my life. He can't do no more good. No way. God is infinite in his goodness. God is infinite in his mercy. God is infinite in his grace. He wants to bless you. He doesn't just want to bless you. He wants it to overflow. And then what has God done in your life that you need to let go? Maybe it's past mistakes. Paul had some past mistakes in his life as well. There were some things in his life that he had to let go of. There were some things in his life that he could have, I mean, he could have dragged along for the rest of his life. He had, he had persecuted Christians. He had driven Christians away from their homes, from their churches. He had locked up some people in jail. He had witnessed the death and the murder of some of the best Christians. He was there to witness it. And those things could have dragged him down. And he could have been like, man, God can never use me because of all of my mistakes and all of my failures. But he decided one thing, forgetting the things which are behind me, I press on toward those things which are in front of me. What things are behind you? What mistakes, what sins, what failures that you need to let go of today? 
What is it that you're still holding on to? Maybe you want to enter into 2017, but you're still holding on to some sin. And you're saying, Alex, God can't bless me because I messed up in 2016. If you only knew some of the things I've done, if you only knew some of the mess that I was caught up in, you only have to know that God already forgave you and his grace sustains you and he has great things for you in your future. We serve a God who forgives and forgets. Oh, some of you, you want to go into 2017 and you want to believe God for big and great things. But those lies of the enemy keep coming into your mind. Anytime the devil tries to remind you about your past, come on, remind them about his future. And say, wait a minute, his grace is with me. His hand is over me. He's forgiven me. I'm free from sin. His hand is upon me. Come on, anybody thank God that we serve a God of grace. Some of us, we keep reminding ourselves about the same things that God has already forgotten about. What are you bringing up to memory that God has already forgotten about? God has forgotten about them. You need to remind the devil that you are a new creation in Christ. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, I believe, if we could put it up. Chapter 5, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is Oh, I'm a new creation in Christ. Oh, no, but you remember what you did in 2016 when you went with so-and-so and y'all went you know where and you did you know what. Oh, wait, 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 but I'm a new creation. I'm not going to bring up to memory what God has already forgot. I went to talk to God about it and God says, I don't remember. Oh, come on. Some of you, you need to tell the devil every time he comes to remind you about something, you need to tell him, I don't remember. Devil, I don't remember those lies. Devil, I don't remember that sin. Devil, I don't remember that addiction. Devil, I don't remember those failures. But what I do remember is his faithfulness. What I do remember is his grace. What I do remember is his mercy. Come on, somebody get excited that God is a God of goodness, of mercy, of love, of forgiveness. He's a God whose hand is always on us. He's forgiven us and lifted us up. This is the God who forgives us and loves us every single day of our lives. You want to remind me about my past? I'll remind you about your future, devil. I'm a new creation in Christ. Every single day is a brand new day for you. I don't know where you walked in here carrying. I think there's some people that came in here carrying old mistakes, old burden, old addictions, old abuse, old fears. You need to let, you need to let it go today. Let it go. Drop that thing. You need to do like frozen and let it go. Let it go. Today is a brand new day for you. Come on. We serve a God of new beginnings. This is the God that we serve. We're not just celebrating a brand new year. We're celebrating a God that gives us a brand new day each and every single day. I can never be a leader. I'm not coming to DNA Night Wednesday because I can never be a leader because of all mistakes. Stop remembering what God already forgot. The book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 25 says this. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Come on, anybody glad that he doesn't remember our sins? The Bible says he throws them to the depths of the ocean and he remembers them no more. Look at your neighbor and say, no more. Stop remembering what God has already forgotten about. You need to let it go. Every single day with God is a new. I don't know about you, but 2017, I'm prepared for God to do a new thing. Isaiah chapter 43. If you can go to verse 19, it says, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Anybody glad that God always does a new thing? Come on. I don't know about you, but in 2017, I'm ready for God to do a new thing. Somebody shout a new thing. What new thing does he want to do in your life in 2017, but you're still holding on to the past? Let it go. Remember it no more. You're still caught up in your sin. You're still caught up in your addictions. You're still caught up in your past mistakes. Paul says, I forget those things behind me. Don't go into 2017 with a 2016 mentality. 
Don't go into 2017 with a 2016 posture. He says, I let it go. And I don't do I let it go. I look forward. Look forward. Some of us, we need to turn around from 2016 and look forward to 2017. The only reason I'm looking back is only to remember God's faithfulness. But you need to turn around and look forward. That's point number two. Write this down. Stretch forward and get ready. 2017, you need to stretch forward and get ready. Look at what he says in the book of Philippians chapter 3 where we just read. Verse 13, he says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind me and straining forward toward what is ahead. That word straining, literally what he's using here, what Paul is using, is a term that the Olympians would use back in the Greek. They would use this term straining, stretching forward. He said, I want to stretch forward to what is in front of me. Some of us, in order to grow, you need to stretch. If we want some growth to happen in 2017, there's going to have to be some stretching in our lives. We want to grow as believers. We want to grow in our relationship with God. Then there needs to be some stretching in our lives. A lot of us, we want God to do amazing things in our life, but we refuse to stretch. Oh, come on. You want some flexibility in your life? You need to start with some stretches in the morning. You want God to do big things in your life? You need to start with some stretches. What does that mean? Well, I usually don't come to DNA nights. You know what? But I'm going to stretch myself to be a leader and to join a team. I'm going to be here Wednesday night. I usually I just wake up in the morning. I check my Instagram. I check my Twitter. I check my Facebook. I check to see if I have any DMs, holler. Uh, but then, um, you know what? Why don't you stretch yourself and pray for 10, 15, 20 minutes before you leave your house? I'm going to stretch to seek God's face in the morning. In what areas do we need to stretch ourselves in? Maybe every morning you pray for five minutes and, and your prayer is just quit. God, I thank you for today. I'm awake and... And uh, this is great, but, but, but what about if we stretch a little bit more in 2017? What about if we stretch forward? What Paul is talking about here is to stretch forward and to know Jesus. Church, let's be a community that wants to know Jesus above anything else. Oh, for 2017, let's not be a church that is known for great services, for great production. Let's not be a church that is known because we have an awesome time and, and we do enjoy church and that's great. Let's not be a church that enjoys everything that we have and, and that's all we're known for. I mean, you should go to Calvary. They're, they're, they're awesome. I mean, they, they, it's, it's, a, it's an awesome service. It's a fun service. I mean, they have great stuff. They have DNA nights. They're awesome. They're fun. They have all these services on Sunday. They have these ladies' events, and all the ladies go wild and crazy, and they're loud, and, and they have these guys' nights. And let's not be known for all these things except Jesus. Paul had just written down a list of accomplishments in chapter 3. But as he's nearing the end, he said, I just want to know one thing. I want to know Jesus. I want to stretch forward, and I want to know Jesus with everything that I have. I don't know about you, but I want to go into 2017 stretching myself to know Jesus like never before. I want to stretch myself. I want to, I want to seek his face. I want to go after God with everything that I've got. Church, I pray that 2017 doesn't just become another year for you where you continue your relationship with God like it's just always been. I pray that 2017 is not just another year, it's not just another week, it's not just another day, but you stretch yourself to say, you know what, I want to read his word a little bit more. I want to stretch myself. I want to know. I'm going to leave the past behind. I'm going to look forward and I'm going to stretch forward to know Jesus. I don't want people to know me 
because I go to church. I don't want people to know me because I have a good job. I don't want people to know me because of my family. I don't want people to know me. All those things are great. All those things are in addition to people knowing that I'm a man and a woman who loves Jesus. And I'm after Jesus with all my mind, all my heart, and all my soul. What is it you need to stretch toward to in 2017? Stretch toward to knowing him. The band's going to come up and make this moment real spiritual right now. Stretch yourself in 2017. It's an Olympian that's running and he sees the finish line. And as he's approaching the finish line, he says, I'm going to stretch myself to win this race. I don't care what stands in front of me. I will stretch myself to finish this race. 2017, it doesn't matter what obstacle get in front of you. Stretch yourself to know Jesus above anything else. I don't want more accomplishments. I don't want more medals. I don't want more anything. He says, all I want is to know him better. I want to fall in love with Jesus in 2017. I want to have a relationship with him, that I know him and that he knows me. And that we know each other and that I look like him and that I talk like him and that I act like him. How can we have a bunch of Christians that say they love Jesus, but don't act like Jesus? That's why the world runs away from the church, because what they've seen doesn't match up with the Jesus they've heard. Can we stretch ourselves to know him and say, I want to I know Jesus. I want to know him with all I have. I want to know him. I want to stretch myself. See him face to face. Until the day I make it to paradise with him in heaven. Every single day of my life I'm stretching. 2017, let's stretch as a church. That if people talk about Calvary around Miami, they say those people love Jesus. Those people, they they act and they look and and they're just like Jesus. Calvary, I mean, yeah, their services are great, but, but man, they're just like Jesus. They're some of the most loving, kind, open-hearted, open-arms individuals you will ever meet. They just have this thing about them. I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's Jesus. And then get ready. Stretch and get ready. Get ready for what? I don't know about you, but I want to live every single day of my life in expectation. I've said this a million times, but I believe it with all my mind. All my heart and all my soul. T.D. Jakes says, and I quote T.D. Jakes a lot, my favorite preacher in the entire world. He says, expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. I'm expecting something from God every single day. I'm not talking about material possessions. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that. That's not the gospel we preach here. We talk about Jesus. I'm expecting more peace. I'm expecting more love. I'm expecting more grace because this is the God that I believe in and the God that I know. It doesn't matter how you walked in here today. You walked in with mistakes, you can know that there's more grace for you in the house of God. You walked in with failures, you can know there's more forgiveness in the house of God. It doesn't matter how you walked in. You're going to walk out of here different because the grace of God is in this place. With God, Don't live with a barely enough mentality when we have a more than enough God. Don't live with that barely enough mentality when we have a more than enough God. He wants to give you more than enough. Oh, 2017, I'm just going to get by 2017. I mean, I'll come to church and hopefully this place doesn't burn down because I walked in here. I'm full of mistakes. I'm full of addictions. I'm full of habits. I'm full of abuse. I'm full of fear. I'm full of all these things. And I'm just going to walk in here and and I'm just going to go by. I'm never going to be a leader. I'm never going to involve myself in a connect team. I'm never going to believe God for big things in 2017 because you don't know me. And I know God must be mad at me. And I'm not going to believe big things. I'm not going to expect nothing from God because, I mean, I'm just glad that I'm still alive. I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised that he hasn't killed me off yet. I'm still alive. I'm still here. God, I mean, have mercy on me. I mean, we walk 
walk around with this pity mentality. Don't have a pity mentality. I serve a big God who wants to bless me with more grace, more love, more peace, more forgiveness, more mercy. That's the God that we serve. Alex, how do you know that? This is my verse for 2017. Romans chapter 15. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want this to be my verse, my banner verse for 2017, that my life may overflow with hope. Come on, is anybody glad that we have a God who fills us till we overflow with hope, with peace, with love, with forgiveness? 2017, I want my life to overflow this hope. That when people come close to me, they say, wait, why are you always like with your head up, always looking toward heaven, always believing God for big things? Oh, it's because I'm overflowing with the hope of God. Now, some of you ain't catching this. Wait, wait, wait. How come you're still believing for your family? Your husband is hard-headed. He's never going to get saved. He's never going to go to church. Oh, wait a minute. It's because I'm overflowing with the hope from heaven that I serve a big God who's on my side and he wants to do big things. I'm believing for big miracles. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're still sick in your body. How are you still believing? How are you still praising? You go crazy. You worship with such passion. Why? Oh, it's because I'm overflowing with hope that comes from my spirit. I have an overflow God who wants to give me more than enough. He's filled me till it overflows. Come on, church. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. How come you're in church? How come you're losing your mind? How come you raise your hands? You were a sinner. Oh, I know what you used to do. Oh, don't act like a saint around me. You ain't no saint. I know your past. Wait a minute. But his grace has overflown in my life. I know his goodness. I know his love. I know his mercy. I know he's for me. I'm ready for more than enough. I serve a God who gives me and fills me with overflow. Come on. I pray. I pray that in 2017, church, your life would overflow with hope. Oh, come on, that he would fill us till it overflows. Paul says, I'm letting go behind me, and I'm stretching forward. I press on to know him, to know Christ Jesus. And I want this float over. I, I don't know how you walked in today. And maybe, just maybe, last night you already started the year off wrong. And you're saying, Alex, okay, I get it. But last night, I already messed up. I, I want to believe, but I can't. I want to believe for my family. I want to believe for my life. I want to believe for those people around me. I want to believe for everything God has for me, but I can't because I'm already in the wrong place. I want, you, I want you to walk out of here knowing one thing. With God, there's always a new beginning. Lamentations chapter 3 is what we've been talking about today all day. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every single day, God's grace and God's mercy is made new. You need more grace. You need more love. You need more forgiveness. What things do you got to let go of as you're walking into 2017? Ah, a lot of things happened in 2016, but I'm believing God for big things in 2017. Because every single day there's more grace, more hope, more love, more forgiveness. With eyes closed and head bowed, we're over time. Every single eye closed, head bowed, all over this place. If you're in here and you're saying, Alex, I've heard you talk about Jesus for the last 25, 30 minutes, but I don't know this, God. I walked in here far away from God. 
my life is a mess. I don't even know. I'm not believing God for big things in 2017. I don't have a relationship with God. I don't even know if God wants anything to do with me. I'm here to tell you God wants everything to do with you. He wants a relationship with you. He loves you. He's in love with you. He knows what you've done. He knows what you are currently doing, but he loves you still. And he's saying, come just as you are. And he's not going to leave you there. He has a hope and a future for your life. God loves you. It is not a coincidence that you walked in here on a Sunday morning. God brought you in here with a purpose and with a plan. The Bible says that sin separates us from God. All of us were separated from God. We've all sinned. Nobody's perfect in here. But God in his great love sent his son Jesus to come die for me and for you. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. Jesus carried all of your sins, my sins on his shoulders. He went up on a cross and he paid for our sins. On the third day, the Bible says he was in the grave. And after the third day, he resurrected from the dead. He's alive today and he's offering forgiveness of sins. He's offering a brand new start. He's offering a brand new life. I can't think of a better beginning of 2017 than a relationship with the God who loves you. While eyes are closed, heads are bowed, in a moment of privacy all over this auditorium, people outside of the overflow, people watching online or on the radio, if you're listening to this and you're saying, Alex, I want a relationship with God. I want to start brand new today. I need a relationship with God. I, want, I need a clean slate. Today's your day. The Bible says today is a day of salvation. Tomorrow's promise for no man. I'm going to count to three and I believe hands are going to go up all over this place. If that's you, if you're saying, Alex, I need a relationship with God, I want to start brandy today. You raise your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Raise your hand all over, all over this place. Amazing, amazing. Hands everywhere. I see you. God bless 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 you and you and you and you and you and you and you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? You raise your hand as high as you can, wherever you're at. Anybody else? You're saying, I want to join the family. I need a relationship with God. Today's your day. Father, all these hands that are lifted, I know you see them. Today they make a commitment for you to be their Lord and their Savior. I'm going to say a simple prayer. All of you who raise your hands, I want you to repeat this prayer with me from the bottom of your heart. The whole church, we're going to repeat it out loud. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I will follow you all the days of my life. I'm saved. I'm forgiven. I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, church. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel or visit us at calvaryconnect.com for more information. Till next time.